Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. Our quote of the day comes from Jeremiah 29 verse 11, and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Welcome back to I Testify Conversation Station. My name is Rashida Jeremiah, and I'm so glad that you could join us today on this podcast. You know, growing up as a youth and as a young adult in this church, there are many different terms and lingos that we hear growing up that we don't truly understand. And one of these things that we often heard growing up was God's will. What is God's will? What is his will for my life? Well, today we're going to dive into that conversation and we're going to dissect what God's will is, differentiating God's will from our will and steps that we can take to ensure that God's will is prominent in our lives. Today I'm joined with two special guests, uh, two very dear friends, family members of mine, uh, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So if you guys could just tell me your name, tell me what school you go to and the program that you're in, and maybe even your home church. Sure. My name is Yanni DeBullet. I'm a third-year religious studies major at Burma University, and my home church is Hamilton Mountain. Hello, my name is Rihanna, and I attend Brock University, uh, studying business administration as well as music, and my home church is Hamilton East. Awesome. Okay, thank you guys for joining me. I hope Mm -hmm. you guys are excited to get into this conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on the topic of God's will, I wanted to just start out and kind of have like a personal, uh, I guess, definition from you guys. What would you define God's will as? Well, I see God's will as simply his desires, you know, his desires for us, what he plans for us to do, you know, what he wants us to like, where he wants us to go and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with Yanni. Um, I also think that it revolves around prophecy and fulfillment because those are things that are uh, set in stone. Those are things that he has a plan for. So, yeah, plans for his creation, basically. Mm hmm. Okay, so then just kind of diverting from God's will into personal will. Mm -hmm. um, What does it mean to have a personal will for yourself? What what is that? What could that be defined as? Personal will. Well, personal will would be, you know, like our ambitions, you know, our goals, our dreams, uh, where we want to go in life, you know, different things that we want to do, you know, kind of similar to God's will. But instead, you know, our own, our own desires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So then, um, just kind of like getting to know you guys better. What are some wills that you guys have for yourself? What are some desires that you guys have in terms of things you want to accomplish goals you want to reach within the near or even far future? Uh, for me, I would say, well, personal goals would, could be something like getting deeper into that spiritual knowledge and getting to know God more. Mm-hmm. Um, other goals could be like, it ranges from like spiritual goals to physical goals, um, like graduating and yeah. like getting a house or like having a certain amount of money by this time and whatnot. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my goals are pretty similar. Like I, one of my main goals would be to graduate and mm-hmm. I'd like to graduate, um, with a certain GPA, you mm-hmm. know, that I'm working towards. 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a grind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, so we've now talked a bit about personal will and God's will. And I wanted to ask you guys now, how do we differentiate between <clears throat> personal will and God's will? Because you guys are saying that um, personal will uh, attests to different goals and, and, and desires that you have for yourself, like graduating at a certain GPA or getting a house or having a personal relationship with God at a certain level. So how do we differentiate between what may be God's will for our life or our own wills for our life? Well, you know what? I feel like God's will and our will, I feel like they're pretty similar in a lot of places where, you know, because he loves us, you know, he loves our goals. You know, as long as our goals um, are right, they're ethical, you know, he, he loves us. Mm -hmm. So um, some of his goals, right, they, they can very well so line up with ours, you know, and then the difference comes in to where, you know, God has goals for his people, you know, as a whole goals to get us to heaven, you know, goals for us to be saved, mm -hmm. you know, so I think the difference comes in there, you know, where um, we have, you know, there's selfish goals and there mm -hmm. are, you know, unselfish goals. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah, I see it the same way as well. And also adding on that we have to differentiate that um, God's will is the standard, like his word is the standard. And we have to separate that sometimes what we want is not necessarily like what he wants. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to deal with that somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's dive into the word and get some spiritual guidance as to what we're speaking about. So can I ask, um, let's turn to Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. So what's happening here? What's happening in the beginning of Romans chapter 12? What is Paul trying to tell us through uh, these verses? Well, mainly what I see is that our bodies really aren't our own. Mm. You know, um, sin has us thinking that, you know, we we can do whatever we want. You know, and I mean, yes, there is freedom of choice, yeah. but, you know, God graciously gave us this, this body, you mm -hmm. know, so in thankfulness, you know, we should present it to God, you know, and like, let him use us. That's mm -hmm. how I see it. I see it as, well, in verse two, I really like, it's actually one of my favorite verses. And I feel like, um, we should be, let's see, um, in verse two, how it talks about, um, not being conformed to the to this world, mm -hmm. this world will forsake you. Like, this is not our home. Mm -hmm. There's another place that we need to be. So don't dwell on what's going on in this world. Dwell on what God has a plan for. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of shift the conversation a bit then. I hear what you guys are saying, but um, let's just, like, play around here. What are, some, what are some common mistakes then that we may make when it comes to trying to make decisions in terms of, like, our life? Hmm. Well, I know for me personally, a lot of times, even though I'm a religious studies major or nothing, that does not matter because a lot of times I do not make decisions with God in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes I'll be thinking about doing something that's very important and very big. And then my mother will say, well, did you pray? And I'm like, wow, no, I didn't. I did not. Oh, my goodness. And then I feel bad. It's like, you know, 
I should involve God in everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find myself lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true. Like they always say to say a prayer before you open the Bible and stuff like that. And I find that that's very, very important. And I never used to really do that. I used to just, you know, open up my devotional, start reading and whatnot. But it makes a difference when really you pray to God and it sort of opens up your mind to more understanding. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, and just adding on to what you're saying there, Rihanna, um, you're inviting the spirit mm-hmm. to be there. Not saying that the spirit isn't always there and, and there to give you guidance, but when you take that time to personally say, all right, God, I'm about to dive into your words, so I pray that you'll please grant me understanding, open up my mind, like you're saying, then the Holy Spirit is there to reveal to you things that you could have read before in your own might and not understood. But because the spirit was there and, and, and there to help you understand, then you're able to have a new view or a new grasp on what you're trying to read or accomplish through the devotion or just reading uh, different verses in the Bible. Exactly. So when we talk about will, we've talked again about personal will and versus God's will. Mm-hmm. And in the mix there, there is a place where human emotions or human feelings come into play. And so what I wanted to ask next is, do and should feelings play a role in determining God's will for our life? Mm, That's a good one. (laughs) Do, yes. For me, (laughs) feelings come in on a huge level when it comes to decisions. And it is terrible because as soon as I feel a different way, then I immediately regret the decision. Mm. Should they? For the most part, no. You know, um, in everything, decisions are decisions, you know, and especially when it comes to God with it, you know, God has to be that decision maker for us. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as you depend on feelings, yeah, it's a a bad luck, you Mm. you know. Yeah, now that I think about it, I sort of have a similar view on that. And it just goes back to what I was saying, like, what we think is not the standard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. And and it's so important to keep in mind that um, we are human and we do have our feelings, but our thought process and our human process, our human feelings, everything like that is flawed, essentially, because of sin. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality. <clears throat> and so because of that, when it comes to these important things in our life, not even just in terms of God's will, but other things like, like um, education or prayer or, or like choosing a life partner. Like oftentimes feelings need to be put aside and, and we need to view these topics or understand these topics from a standpoint of spirituality and logic and, and with the guidance of of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And you know what, because we're made in the image of God and we, you know, like, in the image, when, when it says made in the image of God, you know, it doesn't just, it doesn't mean like, you know, have the same shape nose or the same shape hand. Mm-hmm. It means like, you know, the, the desire and the ability to know, mm-hmm. you know, right now we are in a place like, as you said, flawed where we don't know, mm-hmm. you know, but we want to know. So when it comes to decisions, you know, we, we want to depend on ourselves, you know, but yeah. giving that, um, giving the front seat over to God is like the hardest decision. Mm-hmm. And it's the hardest thing to do a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. yeah exactly and um even just adding on to that like you're saying that and it just made me think about i can't even remember like 
the whole verse off the top of my head or where it's from right now but um understanding that the desires that we have um god will give us those desires but that doesn't mean that uh, if i desire to have a like million dollar house or a fancy car like Mm -hmm. because that's my desire god's gonna do that for me Mm -hmm. no it just means um investing yourself in god's word and praying and building that relationship with god and putting him first through that he will change the desires of our heart so that we are able to desire the things that first of all are appropriate first of all are according to his will and also um just just things that are overall achievable uh, based on the lifestyle we live or, or through Christ. So I think that's very important to also keep in mind. Um, and that just really speaks on also the importance of praying and studying because that's mm-hmm. how we fuel our mind and how we're able to know what it is that God wants us to do. Right. Yeah. Personal studies are very important mm-hmm. on top of the studies that you get from other people. And you also have to make sure that the people that you're receiving those studies from do know the word. Mm. Exactly. Because there are a lot of people who know, they know the (laughs) word, but they can use it to manipulate you Mm -hmm. and say, ah, you know, this verse is actually saying this when it's not, you know, a lot of things are taken out of context. Like for example, um, when Peter had that dream of, the sheet coming from heaven with all the unclean animals. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people from different denominations use that and say, oh, well, God told Peter to kill and eat, which means that we can eat all these animals. But that's not what God was trying to say or what was being said in that verse. But because it was taken out of the context of that chapter or even the book, then it's taken um, um, incorrectly. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for anything else. Like you said, personal Mm -hmm. studies, you need to be able to do that for yourself, but also be sure that the people that you're getting studies from are godly people who are on the right track and who are are studying in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So we've now talked about God's will. We've talked about personal will. We've talked about feelings and those wills. But what I wanted to ask now is, what steps or what can we do to ensure that we are putting God's will over our own? Well, I think, you know, we all need to take a good look in the mirror and, you know, look at ourselves and say, Yanni, what, what, what are you doing? What do you want? You know, Mm. I think that's a very crucial step. It's like, do you, do you love God? You know, do you desire him as your savior, you know, as your best friend? Right. And as soon as you look at yourself and you ask yourself straight up, then you realize, you know, yeah, if this is what I desire, if God is who I want, Mm. then I need to make sure that it is him, you know, him that is making my decisions, Mm. which is honestly hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And there are so many um, surface level teachings that we're taught in the church. And sometimes we don't actually like dig deeper into not necessarily the stuff that really matters, but stuff that we don't know. Like mm. there's certain uh, things in the Bible that I'm just realizing now, and I grew up in the church, and I'm like, how come I didn't know this? Or maybe I didn't pay enough attention. Mm. But then again, you have to consider that maybe the person teaching doesn't know either. Mm. So yeah. Exactly. Mm. So um, we, had this, we had a conversation, I had a conversation about God's will with, 
um, a pastor in the city and he gave some steps to know God's will. And I just want us to kind of go through them and just kind of dissect and, and, and okay. see what we think about them. So, um, We'll start with number one, which says, have no will of your own on any given matter. So when you hear that, what, what, what does that make you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Like, how do we interpret this? I'll read it one more time for you guys. Mm-hmm. Have no will of your own on any given matter. Hmm. At first, when I heard it, I was like, what do you mean have no will of my own? <laughs> yeah. Like I can't dream, I can't have goals. But yeah. then I'm thinking like in more of the spiritual sense of like God's will is what's important and that will reflect on us. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be a problem maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not too sure. Can you say it one more time, please? So it says, have no will of your own on any given matter. Well, I feel like, you know, as soon as we have our own wills, we start to forget that God has wills for us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why the pastor, that's why I think the pastor would say, you know, have no will of your own because it's so easy to get focused on what we want, mm-hmm. you know, and just put God completely out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. And oftentimes when we do that, we're not open to letting God lead mm-hmm. because it's, well, I want to do this and I think that this is what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. But when we don't have that, um, lead from God. It's it's very easy to think that way, you know. Um, it's it's just it's it's not saying that it's wrong to have dreams and aspirations. It's just more so attesting to the importance of allowing God's will to be first and foremost. So moving on to the second point, it says we kind of talked on this this already but we can still go through this it says don't go by your feelings they are not a safe guide yeah very much so yeah (laughs) i think that's a clear like we agree (laughs) (laughs) yes um and and even in anything it shouldn't just be in terms of god's will um feelings shouldn't be the leading factor in making a decision because when your feelings are First and foremost, oftentimes you're not thinking logically and that can lead us to make the wrong decision and, and, and lead us to consequences and such. So, um, yes, uh, with anything and even with God's will, don't go by your feelings. They are not a safe guide. I feel like with, with take, with feelings as well, there's also the aspect of time, you Mm -hmm. know, where making a decision when it comes to feelings, I feel like it's, it's faster you know as soon as as soon as you have the thought it's like boom okay no thinking about it, it's like an impulse decision mm-hmm. right but time needs to be taken in yeah. making a decision as well time talking to god mm-hmm. time thinking about it you know everything like that so i think those two tie in together as well mm-hmm. yeah, i would even go to say that that's where it switches from feelings to time mm-hmm. or sorry from feelings to logic yeah. with time <clears throat> i see of it i see it as a spectrum i'm very visual sorry yeah, no but i see feelings on this end and logic on this end and from to get here to here you need to allow there to be time Mm -hmm. so you're saying with time praying and getting to know god and and studying the scripture then you'll be able to come to your decision that's moving from that place of feelings into a place of logic yeah yeah definitely so the third one says consult his word Hmm. always (laughs) Mm. yeah always yeah 
see, God's word is a source of principle. And oftentimes I feel like we, we tend to forget that. I think it ties back into the feelings. It's like wanting to make that decision for ourselves. Like I need to do this. So this is what I'm going to do. And that's just how it's going to be. But when you consult God's word, he's able to speak to us through that and able to, um, give us understanding through different scenarios or different stories that we may also read through Mm -hmm. the Bible. Have you guys ever had that, um, the experience where let's say you're watching like a movie and then let's say a week later or something, you watch it again. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, that, that's that. And you have that crazy moment where you're like, whoa, I just realized something totally new that I didn't realize before. You know what Rihanna said earlier when she said that we need to pray before consulting his word Mm -hmm. it is so important so important because you could read something and then read the same verse again and immediately you just you just blown away blown away by something completely new that you didn't see at all so that's very important exactly i think also experiences tie into that as well Mm -hmm. like when you're experiencing different things in your life different verses mean different things Yeah. yeah so what something meant to me in a state of happiness could mean completely different yeah. in a state of anger or sadness. Very you true. Know? Mm-hmm. Very true. So um, number four says, consider providential circumstances. Providential. So essentially what the pastor was saying about this um, step in knowing God's will is that God will use providential circumstances to open and close doors in our path. And that's only if we're willing to be led in that way, you have to be willing to let God lead you. Um, so if you look back at your life, like, I, I don't know if you guys want to reflect, reflect later on this, but you can think about different times where you were set on a decision. You said, you know what? This is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. And my life, my life's going to be this, 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 and this. And that's it. But if you think about it, there was some point where God may have shut a door in your life. And because of that, you were led to different situations. And from those situations, different things happened to you. Mm-hmm. And from that, you are now where you are today. Yeah. You know what? Taking that a step further, even in my journey to um, get into religious studies major, uh, mm-hmm. into the religious studies program, at first, you know, my mother would tell me all the time, you know, I see you as a youth pastor, I, something along those lines. I don't know what it is just yet, but I know that that's the path that I believe God has for you. Mm-hmm. And I would know that and I would just run and run and run from <laughs> God. So at first I'm signed up for a psychology major and then God just shuts one door like that. And then I'm like, okay, I know. I, in the back of my head, I know that God wants me to be in a religious studies program. So mm-hmm. then something else happens, you know. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's definitely like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. He'll put something in there. Exactly, yeah. And we, we've all had experiences like that. Every one of us. There, there's mm-hmm. not one person who can say that, you know, everything that I planned for my life came true. Yeah. There, there are points in our life where God shuts the door and he says, this is not it. This is not what... I want you to do. And because of that, we're led to different places. So you, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about your school experience. Mm-hmm. It was the same for me. My school experience. I, I, I had my dream of yeah. going to Toronto. I said, <laughs> Listen, I'm leaving home. I'm not staying here. Yeah. But God said, no, that's not what's happening. Yeah. And because of that, I was then able to go to McMaster. And from mm-hmm. there, I was able to be heavily involved in things like ACF and like, 
um, campus ministries. And from there, different doors have been opened, different opportunities that God has allowed. Um, and that, that all comes down to considering um, God's providential uh, circumstances. But you know what? Even even when a door opens, sometimes, because, you know, life is based on freedom of choice, right? So even mm-hmm. when a door opens, sometimes we're still ignorant. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I know for me, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I see this door, but I ain't going to take it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to still go this way. I'm going to waste more time. And then in the end, I come back and I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I was so disobedient when I could have just listened and all this time here yeah. could have been saved, you know? But the thing is, even with those decisions that you make, even mm-hmm. when you're ignorant and stubborn and you say, no, I'm doing it my way, mm-hmm. through that, God still teaches us different lessons, you know? Mm-hmm. It's cre- yeah. Lessons that we wouldn't have learned if no. we didn't go through that. Or maybe, yeah. who knows, could have been a different path. Yeah. It all comes down to the, the choice you make. It's, it's like the butterfly effect. Like one thing mm-hmm. that you do leads to another type of yeah. thing. So, yeah. shows how much God loves us, man. Exactly. Like, no greater love. <laughs> like, None at all. Trust me. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one says, uh, counsel with godly friends. Hmm. You know, there's that saying where it's like, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. You know, and that definitely applies here. Where, you know, just bouncing ideas off of each other you know while you're in the word you know Mm -hmm. it definitely helps that's definitely a major step i agree wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and even being a part of acf is proof of that really because you're surrounded by all of these spiritual people and you have that opportunity to really dive into the word and even hit someone up sometimes late at night and be like oh i don't understand this there are so many mentors that you can use Mm -hmm. in acf so it's just amazing you know what i learned as well is that it's perfectly great to be friends with like people that are outside of your age group, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because so I have in one of my classes this um this this semester, I have an exegetical paper a week. So that's basically a it's a paper where we dig into a certain uh, passage, mm-hmm. and we just kind of you know just just dig into it basically, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of lot of times where I'll like text you know my old dean or like one of my old teachers or something like that, you know, and they'll just help me through it. Yeah. You know, and that's such a good help. And they're definitely our friends. Right. So mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think, it, yeah, we should definitely not rule out um, people because they're not within our age range. There's mm-hmm. so many people that God has placed in our life to be able to um, seek wisdom from. Yeah. But in that, it's important to remember that these people aren't supposed to be the ones that are making our decisions for us, mm-hmm. especially right. in terms of God's will. Um you can see guidance, you can seek wisdom because yes, if these people are uh, on the right track and are invested in God's word, they will have things to say and, and things to guide you through. But that decision essentially needs to be, te- needs to be between you and God. Yeah. So moving on to number six, it says, ask God to guide you in your decision. Yeah, I believe that's very important. Um, even incorporating that into personal studies it's important to really open up your your mind with God at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? As we continue to ask him for guidance, you know, it, it becomes easy to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know for me, I've been in that position a long time where I can hear his voice a little bit, you know, and I can decipher a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> I want to get to that place where I just know, yeah. you know, full faith, know mm-hmm. that this is God. This yeah. is God telling me this. It is not my own brain. It's not the devil trying to fill my brain with lies. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord says, you know. And so mm-hmm. asking for guidance definitely gets us there. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, point number seven says, make a decision. Hmm. So we got to make a decision to listen to his decisions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. That's it. Exactly. That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember um, the pastor was saying that at the end of the day, you still have the choice to make. Yeah. Like, God is not going to say, all right, this is what we're doing and just force you to do it. God can guide you, but you still have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. You still have to make the choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's one thing my mom told me, uh, I think it was like a few years ago. So my mom and I love food. You know, sweets, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, they, yeah. So there will be times where we can literally eat a whole set, you know, of cookies or whatever and not even know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's literally just going through the motions. And she Mm -hmm. said to me one time, you know, we will never get to that place with our relationship with God Mm -hmm. and in our decision making with God. You know, it'll be, it has to be a daily thing. We can't become addicted to studying the Bible. Yeah. You know, because as soon as it does, you kind of, you kind of get on focus. You kind of, you know, it's not as special, you know, it's routine. It's, mm-hmm. it's routine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely, you know, making decisions, it has to be a daily thing, mm-hmm. you know, definitely a daily thing. Mm-hmm. So then the last point that the pastor gave says, be sensitive to God's guidance. Wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Um, <laughs> waiting, like definitely, and I know you guys all feel this as well. Waiting now is so hard compared to like, you know, how let's say someone that's older than us would have had to wait, you know, because mm-hmm. everything right now, a web page will load like that. Yeah. You know, our phones work like that, you know. So as soon as you have to wait five seconds for an ad to <laughs> skip the ad, you're already there upset, you know? So <laughs> waiting on the Lord is definitely, a, I think it's a trained and acquired quality mm-hmm. that God gives us as soon as we, the step before, you know, make the decision yeah. daily. Yeah. You know, I think he gives us that that gift of waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you don't even know how long you're waiting for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's just, true. And you're just there, like, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it'd be a month, sometimes it's a year. Yeah, know? exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Literally I feel like oftentimes as, as Christians we have this idea where it's like, all right, God, I'm going to consult you about this decision, but like, I need an answer now. Mm-hmm. Or like you got like a day or two tops and that's it. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, it's my timing. Yeah. It's, it's when I say, and when I decide to give you the answer, that's when you will know what to do. And you know what? All the steps, they tie in really well together mm-hmm. because that last step of waiting on the Lord <clears throat> You can be waiting and then God could give you an answer and you don't know that he gave you an answer mm-hmm. because you're not close to him. You know, yeah. you haven't asked him for guidance enough. You haven't spent enough time with him to know that it's him that spoke. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you can be waiting and your brain could be telling you like, oh yeah, you know, God's, it's God saying this right now. You yeah. know, but you, you don't know because you don't have that deep relationship yet. Exactly. So, you know, the steps previous definitely help us with the steps in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just, I just want to reread the eight steps just one more time just in case anyone at home wants to jot this down or just wants to um, have it all in one place so the steps to know god's will number one have no will of your own on any given matter number two don't go by your feelings they are not a safe guide number three consult his word number four 
Consider providential circumstances. Number five, counsel with godly friends. Number six, ask God to guide you in your decision. Number seven, make a decision. And number eight, be sensitive to God's guidance. Wait on the Lord. So we've talked about a lot of things here today. We've talked about what God's will is, what we define that as. We've talked about God's will versus personal will. We've talked about the steps that we can take to ensure that God's will is what's um, first and foremost in our lives. So if you have to summarize everything that has been said here today into one sentence for those those who are watching at home, what would that sentence be? For me, it would probably go along with the very last step of make a decision. Mm. Just like Yanni was saying, make that decision to follow God's word. Mm. Yeah, because his will is important for your life. So make that decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, my sentence would be something like, you know, God's will, or sorry, no, let me start with this. Our will will line up with God's will as soon as we let him guide. Mm. You know, that's how I see everything. And in that, you know, like the verse says, you know, we will be, con- we will be transformed. You mm-hmm. know, our mind will be renewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, that's, that would be my sentence. So make that decision and God's will will line up with our will mm-hmm. or our will will line up with, with God's, God's will, will. Mm-hmm. when we put him first and foremost. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. this is i testify conversation station thank you guys so much for joining us today please make sure to leave a comment about today's conversation if you have any thoughts anything you want to add to the convo just be sure to leave them down below and we'll be sure to check them out make sure you like subscribe share with your friends and join us on our next podcast Hi, I'm Ishana. This is I Testify, and you're listening to the Conversation Station. Available on all podcast platforms.